This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brumman. I happen to be the president. I have the honor and the privilege and the joy to serve the Lord at our centers in Miami and Broward and throughout all South Florida to help homeless men, women, and children uh, who are experiencing some really tough times, especially with COVID upon us, uh, but still being able to reach out to them with real love and compassion, instilling them some hope that their lives can change. If this is your first time tuning in to our program, Mission Possible is a program to bring you good news. And today you're going to hear a lot of good news from good people in the community that are doing great things to help others. You know, we get bombarded every single day, almost every single moment with their devices of what's happening in the world. And certainly there has been so much tragedy uh, with the floods and with the hurricane and what's happening in Afghanistan and all throughout the world. It's like the world is shaking. We are a Christian organization. Our hope is based on God and the person of Jesus Christ. We're not ashamed to say that. You don't have to be of any religious background or denomination to, to go into one of our centers to help or to get help. Uh, we love everybody that loves those that have needs in their life and come out to help us uh, meet those needs. And that's really the definition of love is seeing a need in a person and saying, you know something, what can I do to make that person's life better? You know, sometimes we get calls. Uh, from people that are passing uh, others that are homeless that may be on a street corner or on a, bun- on a bus bench and they've seen them for a couple of days and they'll call us anything you can do to help that person. And sometimes we can reach out if it's in the vicinity, but if it's miles and miles away, it's very hard for us to do that. But everyone needs to be noticed. You know, uh, most of the homeless that you see in the downtown area of Miami and in Broward, uh, you, you see them gathered together, but when you see them just by themselves on a street corner, they're almost invisible. You don't want to make eye contact. Don't come to my car. Don't ask me for anything. And that's a normal reaction because you don't know what that person's mindset is or what that person is doing in their life. Uh, you know that they're at the corner begging, but you don't know what to do. And so that's your support for us is to help people that you can help personally. And right now, as we gather up, we're going into our fall season. We're going to feed over 250,000 meals this season, maybe a little less due to COVID. But normally every year we're serving about a million meals for the entire course of a year. But during the fall season with Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all the holidays, we serve about 250,000 meals and you can help us two different ways with our the needs for meals. Number one is your financial gift. 
Uh, we always are looking for people to come alongside with us, to partner with us. It's a joy to see partners that have been with us for 15, 20, 25 years and, and are still giving. I've seen kids grow up. They started doing neighborhood drives for food drives and clothing drives. And now they're doing money drives and they're going to college or some have graduated college. And I just am amazed uh, to actually see them grow up and continue, not just their kids, but then they bring their parents in and then their extended family. Uh, to help those in great need. Like I said, there's two ways you can help. First is financial. You go to our website at caringplace.org slash hope. That's caringplace.org slash hope. That's to bring hope to the needy. And I've said this for decades since I've been here, that hope often begins with the meal. You know, and people that come into us are not just coming in to get out of the rain. Sometimes they're not coming into us just to, to sleep for one night. They're coming into us because they're hungry. <laughs> and, and yes, they need a shower. They need a change of clothes. They need hygiene products need a safe place to stay a safe shelter but they're hungry and you can't really reason with anybody when they're worried about where their meals going to come from and can you imagine being homeless I mean, where do your meals come from? You know, there's places that we have in both counties in South Florida that will offer meals during the noontime. Uh, they're very few and far between. And of course, we have our feeding at four o'clock to about 530 where people come up and uh, we have box dinners for them to take. Usually before COVID, it was always in our cafeteria. And even when we do that, we're still asking them we have a little note you know if you need help here's a way you can get help and get off the street so that's the hook to come in and that's so you can go to caringplace.org slash hope it's only two dollars and ten cents a meal to be to sponsor a meal for someone that's it's a need and so for 10 meals is 21 dollars and i and i believe and i've seen it happen there's people that are listening right now that can go to caringplace.org slash hope and say my special gift and put in a thousand dollars or $2,000. I'm dreaming even $10,000 gift come in. And all those proceeds will help us during the fall to feed those 250,000 meals and to help change lives. And the second way you can help us with our meals program is by getting involved with what we call Pack the Pantry. You know, when I was a y very, very young, about, I guess, four or five years old, my grandparents had a farm and the farm that they lived on really was uh, a real farm. They had no, uh, they had no running water. They had a wood stove, they had electricity, but there was an outhouse and there was a smokehouse and there was a place to put up food for the, for the winter. And that's what my grandma did. You know, she'd get all, everything, all of her jarring done. She'd get the meat being salted in that, in the salt uh, shed and so on. And so pack the pantry is a way that you can help us also gather food items that we can use during the course of the fall season. So you go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. And they'll give you, a, there's a list of items that we need. Uh, we want non-perishable items, but this year we're also accepting turkeys and hams and pies. There's a paper bag that we can send out to you or a flyer you can put on a great big box. And we've had churches and synagogues and schools and civic organizations get involved. They put a great big old box out there and it's so simple. Bring a couple cans and drop them in the box. You know, look in your supermarket for the buy one, get one free, you know, the BOGO. Here's a can of beans for me and here's a can of beans for someone in need and fill those fill those up. If you have small amounts of items, you know, a couple bags, we'd like you to drop them off at one of our many locations. They're listed there on the website. And if, if you have a big, big donation, let's say that your uh, school is doing something or uh, your business is doing something and, and a lot of canned goods, we'll be happy to come out, pick them up for you, give you a receipt and just say thank you so much for what you're doing. You know, we can't do all the things that we do 
without people coming alongside of us, volunteering, giving of their time, their treasure, their talent. Last night, we had, a, and I know it was the anniversary of the uh, 9-11 tragedy, but we had a, a praise group to come out to our church property. It was all done in the open. It was called Night of Joy. Uh, we honored the victims uh, and the families of 9-11, and we also honored the Lord. And even to the tra- most tragic, tragic moments, you know, if you have your spiritual compass pointed and you have a relationship with God, that becomes your anchor in life. Uh, and that be- that becomes your hope because without that, without something you can really grab onto, especially in the world that we're living in today, uh, it's very difficult to, to face the next day and the next day and the next day. And then you worry about your family and family members, your job and so on. So this that was a very special night. And then we have great things coming in October as well. We have packed a pantry uh, for you to do a food drive. You can also give to us financially. But we also have two items coming up in October. I think it's on the website. It may not be on the website yet, but it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's going to be October 23rd. And then we have Tea Time with God. That's October 30th. And these are events. Uh, one is a Zoom event and one is an outdoor event to raise money for women and children to come to our to our centers. You know, there's people that are being abused in our community. They're being beaten. They're being shamed. And many of the women that come to us uh, have been abused in their in their home by a, by a partner, their husband or someone, their spouse, uh, the father of their children. And they come in with very, very little. They just fled on faith. They've got their kids with them. Sometimes the lady will show up and she's pregnant and has two kids. And so that's this whole special uh, need there. And that's why we have these events all through the year that we can help mentor these women, get them counseling, and also get them a place to stay uh, when they get out of our programs. And so that is two great items, Breakfast at Tiffany's and Tea Time with God. When you go to our website, caringplace.org, you'll see a place for girlfriends for girlfriends and also cover girls. Well, God bless you. Be encouraged today. God loves you. And we have a great program. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. Well, this is Marilyn Brummett, and I love this part of the program where we get to talk to people who are making a difference in our community, in our own backyard. I have with me today Dr. Vera Stevens, and she is the founder of a nonprofit organization of Stevens Health and Nutrition Center, and it's located in Miramar. Miramar Parkway. And so welcome to the program, Dr. Stevens. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, tell us a little bit about Stevens Health and Nutrition Center. When did it start? Why did it start? And how did you get this vision of doing this? And what are you doing? We started this program, which is Stevens Health and Nutrition Center. We started this, uh, it's a nonprofit, uh, 501c3, uh, organization. We started, uh, June 4th, 2000. And we, the reason why we started this program, because we saw in the community that was a great, there's a great need, uh, not only for health education, but for other needs. So that's why we started this program so we can help others in the community at large so where did you start what was the first people that you started helping we first started at churches we started from from churches we started at uh two local churches in in uh in the city of miramar and then after that we just advanced you know we increased now i heard off air you actually said family 
you saw a need in your own family. What what was that all about? Yeah, we had a need in our family where my mom, she came down with like a, a, a brain tumor. And then our other family members came down with breast cancer. So we thought we could help these family members. And once we saw that, we saw that was a greater need outside of our family. So that's why we started this service for the community. So I, I'm just going to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's part of this also prevention, you know, thinking about eating uh, yes. nutritiously. So whether you're sick and you need help or maybe you're not sick. But. Yes. Well, you know, uh, nutrition is, is sits on top of everything. So if you're dealing with diabetes, uh, heart disease, high blood pressure, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. If you change your eating habits, it is the eat changing your eating habits for life is the key to get rid of some of these, uh, most of these uh, sickness that people are dealing with. Because yes, you know, a lot of people, they don't know how to change. They don't know how to go shopping to shop for healthy food. They just think, okay, well, I'm just getting food. So we are teaching and educating them not just to change your lifestyle for maybe like a month because some people think, oh, well, I'm going to go on a diet for six weeks. We don't teach diet. We teach lifestyle changes in order to live a healthy and long life. Well, that and is, you can do it through your eating habits. Well, that is so wonderful. Um, you're, you're talking a lot about what I, my husband and I talk about and he himself went through, um, a decision like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, things have to change. And so we know that, um, our bodies can self heal, that God may, has made us that way. Yes. But we have to make the changes so that our bodies can do that. Yes. Because you know, you are, we are what we eat. <laughs> We are. We are what we eat. Yes. Any, I know in my own, myself, when I don't eat the right things, I start feeling lethargic. I don't have the energy. And uh, when I just cut out certain things, it's just, I feel so much better. So even though things might taste good, that doesn't always mean they're good for you. Exactly. Yeah. Like you say, what's good to you is not good for you. So when like you that. when you change your eating habits for life, you will feel it in your skin. You will feel it all over your body. Now, in case if you say, for instance, if you have once you have changed your eating habits and if you slip and eat something that is your body will tell you, yes. you will feel it in your body that your body is not agreeing with what you are eating because it's, it's done got adjusted to a lifestyle changes. And actually your taste buds. Change. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I can attest to that because yes. I used to be a, a soda aholic. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, that was my thing. I yes. mean, I just love the, the soda, but uh, that has been cut out of my lifestyle change now for the last uh, almost two years. Yes. And guess what? I don't even crave it. Yes. I was a soda aholic some years ago and I came down with a uh, problems with my uh, kidneys mm. and I had to change. I had to change because what I was putting into my body uh, for the sodas and all of this stuff that's in there, I had to make a change mm-hmm. and it was either me or the sodas. Either I live to live without it or I live to die with it. 
Wow. So I had to make a choice and I made a choice. It's over 40 some years ago. I can go back to sodas anytime I want to, but I think, no, I am not going back because my body is the temple. Right. And so I refuse to go back to where I used to be. So I want to live a healthy life. Well, that is amazing. And uh, what I like about the story is that you had to make the decision for yourself first. Yes. You can't teach something to others that you haven't done yourself. Exactly. Then you can be the real teacher. Yes. Because you've lived it. You've done it. You might not have been in completely uh, the distress that some people are, but whatever distress that you are in, you can start at that point. Yes. Yes. And you can allow, I believe, God uh, to allow that healing to, to come. Yes, he's made yes. our bodies. Yes, yes. And so our bodies do have self-healing properties yes, in them. Yes. But if we don't allow that to happen, then yes. we're just we're hurting ourselves. Yes, because he he won't. We have to do our part as well. He like you say, God, he has done his part. He want us to do our part as well. Well, tell tell me more about what you do in the community. I know that you have food giveaways. You also have educational seminars. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, we do have food giveaway basically on a monthly uh, basis where we go throughout the community at different locations, different churches, different uh, centers, uh, giving out food for those uh, in need. Uh, we also have this uh, monthly uh, Eat Healthy, Live Healthy Nutrition Program. And this program is a uh, third level, one, two, three level. Uh, and once you complete all three levels, we have a graduation of completion where they will get a certificate. Wow. Now, did you design all these? Yes, we did. My husband and myself. Wow. Yes. And your husband's name is? His name is Kevin Stevens. He is the vice president of this company. Wow. This is amazing. What an organization. Now, you're nonprofit. So how are you funded? Well, mostly are funded by grants and uh, in-kind donations. Okay. Yes. We certainly understand that at the mission. Yes. In-kind donations are wonderful. And uh, when grants can help, that is great. Yes. Now, if somebody individually wanted to support you, how would they do that? They can go to our website. Uh, This is more than one way they can support us. Mm -hmm. They can go to our website, which is StevensHealthAndNutrition.com. And there's a button that you can click on for donation. Also, they can email us as well, or they can send us, uh, you know, through the mail, which is 3600 South State Road 7, Suite 306. And that's Miramar, Florida, 33023. We kindly agree. Appreciate it. Well, I know it's hard on the radio to write all that down. So I'm going to give your email uh, once again here. So if anybody would like to follow up with you, that's Stevens Health 2000 at gmail.com. That's Stevens Health 2000 at gmail.com. I know, uh, Dr. Vera Stevens, you would love to talk to anybody who would like to come alongside, yes. um, help with any kind of donation, or if they'd like to come to one of your educational seminars. Now, not only do you have seminars about uh, health, but also for domestic violence as well. So yes. kind of launched out with yes. that. We, yearly, we have a nationwide like a conference, uh, all-day conference for those the domestic violence. And also, that's once a year. But 
monthly, we do have teachings on that as well for domestic violence. Okay, well, thank you once again uh, for coming and sharing all that you are doing. We want to uh, really promote and say thank you to all of our community people, leaders, lay people that are out there in the community um, on the everyday basis that you are boots on the ground. <laughs> and uh, we're very, very thankful for you. So thank you once again, Dr. Vera Stevens from Stevens Health and Nutrition Center. We appreciate what you do every day in our community. Thank you. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers. And I'm so excited to have on the phone with us today our very own, our Community Development Associate and Faith Liaison, Patricia McFoy. Welcome, Pat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, like I always say, it's such a pleasure to always come on and share with the community what is happening at our centers. Um, so it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Patricia, I cannot wait uh, for both of us to talk about what our faith community put together yesterday. Please tell us all about the Night of Joy. Of course, of course. So now we had our Night of Joy yesterday. I mean, it was just amazing. Um, we It was really for a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser, a charity concert to benefit Mills, 5,000 Mills. We were trying to raise uh, money for 5,000 Mills. I mean, it was so beautiful. First time doing it outdoors. Um, we had so many artists, so many musicians, worshipers that came to uh, make this such a festive event at the same time for a good cause. So um, it, it was really amazing. Um, we had so many people that came out. Um, we do want to thank our community as well that did come out uh, to support with this. It was truly an amazing event. Great message. It was all outdoors. And I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. And you know what I noticed and, and mm -hmm. that I really, really liked is how many of our residents were actually present to celebrate with us, to to praise and worship, like you said, right? I mean, uh, residents, men, women from Miami, from the Broward County Centers. That was so much joy for me because, you know, the pandemic, we have had so many challenges. We have had to reinvent the way that we do events and, and change a couple of things to keep everybody safe. So it was such a joy to see also some people from the wonderful, beautiful Miami Gardens community were there as well. Uh, I mean, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Now, for anyone who's listening and they're probably wondering, oh, my God, do they do this every year? Uh, can I be a part of it? Give us those answers. Yes, absolutely. So the, the Night of Joy was pretty much put together by one of our ministries here at the Miami Rescue Mission Broad Outreach Centers. The crew, which stands for Christians Ready, Equipped, and Willing to Put Feet on Evangelism. So that group pretty much, pretty much goes out and minister to the homeless that are not necessarily in our, in, in our shelter. Um, so we go out, minister to them, and also bring hygiene items to help them. So that's the group that put it together, and it was always on their heart to do that to pretty much raise funds for those people that they're bringing in into our centers. So this event is done every year. It's usually around September, very sim similar to what we used to uh, go to back in the days um, in Orlando, Night of Joy. It's just a group of people, group of Christian artists that comes together to put this concert to benefit the homeless. 
So this is done every year. And um, if anyone is interested, even before the Night of Joy, would like to be a part of our crew ministry, we would love to have you. It's such a fun outing when we do go out to minister. It's fun. And also it's for a good cause. So many people get off the streets. They are blessed. They receive um, um, the message prayer. And also we give them hygiene items and invite them to get off the streets. So they can definitely reach me at 305-572-2007 if anyone is interested in being a part of um, that wonderful ministry. Absolutely. And also, if you know of a church, right? I mean, Patricia's always looking for local churches, whether Miami, Broward County, uh, that are interested in working with us somehow, right? Sometimes it's as simple as uh, hosting a drive. How easy, Patricia, is to host a drive at a church? And what kind of drives am I talking about here? Absolutely. Very, very easy. All of that comes, um, it's truly a help for us here at the Mommy Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers. We, you can always host a, um, Undie Sunday, we call it, where we, um, pretty much, um, <laughs> gather, um, um, hygiene, not hygiene, but underwear, underwear, undershirts for the men, women, and children in our um, centers. We also have uh, the pack the pantry coming up. That is usually seasonal for around the fall time for Thanksgiving. So if anyone is interested in doing a drive or even volunteering as a group, a church, we would love to have you. We would love to um, have you be a part of the work that is being done uh, through the Miami Rescue Mission Broad Outreach Center. Wow, Patricia, thank Thank you so much, and thank you to the crew, to the faith community. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we are at that part of the program, and we get to interview someone who is going through life change, sometimes as someone who's already feels like they've come out at the other end of the tunnel. But today I'm talking to Darnell, and he feels like he's in uh, maybe three-quarters of the tunnel. We'll say it that way. But welcome to the program, Darnell. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, Darnell, let's quickly go back uh, to your early childhood. Tell us a little bit about your family. Um, was you a family that went to church, didn't go to church? I mean, how did you get started in life? Well, yes, we were a working family. You know, we weren't poor. We were middle class, and um, we went to church on Sundays, but it was mostly going to church with my grandparents. They were the strongest part of it. We went to church mostly with the grandparents. They were the strongest part of our spiritual growing. Now, as you went into high school, what what happened? Well, I was doing good until I got into like my sophomore year in high school. That's when I just really just went through, down the wrong path. You know, drugs, alcohol, and girls, and just cutting classes. Just totally being totally Now, rebellious. that pull that took you that way, why was it? I mean, you'd gone to church, you kind of knew the right way. Well, you, was you trying to be cool? I don't know what was. No, you trying? it was it was the lure. It was the lure of good times and partying. You know, it's like what you do is you you don't try to taste any of it because once you taste of it, you're going to keep wanting it. And I made the mistake of hanging around the wrong crowd, and I wanted to try to do both worlds do good in school and party and found out that does not work mm, that does not work okay but you went ahead you did get married and um yes. you had a family so talk about those early years yes uh i finished school and um uh, got a good paying job and i got married and i had children and um then had grandkids and things were going well you know really well for quite a while but then um, I would go into what I would call weekend warrior binges, you know, and this thing like the 
the life that I had once before just kept coming back in me. You know, just kept creeping back in the darkness. And I would sneak off and be gone for the weekend and party and then come back like everything was okay. And so that didn't really wasn't well with the rest of the family no, they, no. they didn't smile upon that no they tried to deal with it as much as possible but you know i made it hard for them i really did okay so you actually where are you from you're not from florida no i'm from chicago from chicago so all these things you're talking about did happen in chicago now you saying off the air that you'd gone into some programs up there yes there were quite a few in chicago they were not quite as big on scale as miami rescue mission but a lot of them, I mostly did evangelizing and help fundraising. And it, I learned a lot about prayer, mostly from them, you know, about the power of prayer. Well, that's a good thing. Yes, uh, I, that's the one thing I did learn a lot of. Um, you know, I helped out a lot as far as evangelizing, as far as going out into the public and um, speaking about our church and how much we can help them. And speaking about Jesus, you know, I learned a lot about that. And that's all good. I think what I'm picking up from what you're saying is, though, that as you went into a program, it was more about working what they wanted rather than working on what you needed as a person. And I know here at the mission, I actually hear those kind of words. Um, I, I hear men and women say, oh, I want to work with you, Mrs. Brummett, up there in the you know, development mm -hmm. department. I'd be really good at this. And I say, well, first of all, you're here because of you and you need to have your needs met first not my needs uh, even though I might really love to have you um, the timing is not right yet make sure that you're a whole person because I had a pastor tell me a long time ago hurting people hurt people so until you're whole and unhurting yourself yeah. so you did leave um, Chicago and came to Miami what was the reason you left well, in Chicago, Miami is famous for one thing, and it was everywhere in Chicago, and that's Miami Vice. You know, everywhere you went, Miami Vice was being played in Chicago, and I saw one episode where actual Miami Rescue Mission is in the Miami Vice episode, where Tubbs and Don Johnson actually went into a Miami Rescue room doing surveillance. Wow! And I was like, "Wow! Look, that's a that's that a so mission," cool. and I saw how big and beautiful it looked. Okay, that's so cool. I remember Dr. J telling us about that. Dr. J is our previous president of the Miami Rescue Mission. Well, I'm going to have to go to a break, but we're going to be back with the rest of your story, Darnell. So don't turn that dial. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're here with Darnell. He's telling us his story and what really brought him to the mission. Now, I ask people all the time, what brought you to the Miami Rescue Mission or who told you there was a Miami Rescue Mission? But I have to say, Darnell, you are the very first person. Person I've ever spoken to and interviewed that told me that you came because you saw the Miami Rescue Mission on a Miami Vice uh, TV show and they were actually uh, Tubbs and uh, Don Johnson was doing a surveillance um, at one in one of the Miami Rescue Mission rooms yes. so you're the first on that one so you did leave Chicago. You did come to Miami. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you want the sun, the fun, but uh, the sun, the fun isn't all sun and fun if you don't mm -hmm. have a place to live and you're not uh, really able to take care of yourself. So you did come into the Miami Rescue Mission for a yes. short time. What happened? What? Why didn't you stay? Well, I made the effort to work and go through my program, but um, I kept communicating back and forth with my, at that time, with my wife. And... Um, 
you know, she kept saying that, you know, I'll need you to come home, you know. And I was reluctant because I really was enjoying what I was doing, but I finally gave in and went back and went back home with her. And you did try. You were yes, there for, for a year and a half. Yes, I did. I really did try to do my best to make it work. But I, I really was just empty inside, you know. I, it was something that was missing. I felt disconnected. Even though I was helping others there to be happy, I myself was not happy. Well, I bet somebody who's listening is identifying with that particular feeling where if you're always busy to making everybody else right and happy, but you yourself, mm-hmm. there's something missing, uh, there's something not quite right. Uh, then how do you how do you function? And uh, I know you. I know personally, you can't help anybody else until you are um, whole. You, you're as a person that you're whole and that you know how uh, to fight depression and all those negative feelings. So what happened? You you came back. So how how did you come back? Well, I sat down and I finally just asked and let her know that, look, we have to be honest with each other. I said, I have to go back and finish what I started. I shouldn't have left. I said, because I I feel something is missing and I feel disconnected. And I should have finished the program I was in. I said, because I was happy. I was was feeling like I had some purpose. And then I finally got it to where she said, yes, I, I believe I can tell that you do. You do need to go back and finish what God was doing in your life because I can tell that you were a lot happier when I communicated with you before. She said, yes, I agree with you. I, you have my blessing. I want you to do what God's will is for your life. Okay, so now that you've come back, you have come back with a family's blessing, and now you're here, and you're, I think, halfway through the Alpha program, yes, which have. is the upperclassman uh, type I don't know how to say it. It's like being a senior at Harvard um, here at the mission. And uh, so in Alpha, uh, since you're going through those particular classes and not everybody really gets to that stage of Alpha, but you're there, what does that do for you? Uh, Well, I I would like to say that being Alpha is not what I thought it was. It's better because you're getting to know so much more about God and the information that is in Alpha is absolutely wonderful. I mean, there are so many new insights into the teachings that they have for us. It's absolutely wonderful. And my relationship with God has gotten so much stronger because of being in Alpha and I'm just so happy about that part. And we get to go to different churches and we just, it's just so many things we get to do. It's like, it's a whole new level of my relationship with God and I'm loving it. Now, not only go to different churches, but you have creative living and yes. you get to go to symphonies and oh, yeah. find was, out there's life that. out there. Yes. When I first saw my first symphony and listened to it, I was thinking I wouldn't like it, but it was really beautiful music. I actually shed a tear. Yes, I will tell the truth. I shed a tear. So you have um, art projects and all yes, kinds ma'am. of things. It's a, it's a beautiful experience. So hopefully, and we're going to be praying for you, Darnell, and I, I covet the prayers of those who are listening. If you are a person who prays, um, put Darnell down on your list of prayers that God will con- uh, complete uh, his work in his life and that he'll be able to go back to his family as a whole person. Thank you, Darnell, for sharing your story. I know it's not easy. God bless yes. you so much. Thank you, and God bless you. Well, what an encouraging testimony. And, you know, that's what it's all about in our centers. We're serving almost a thousand people every single day in our centers in Miami Dade and Broward County and our outreaches. Uh, but it all boils down to a changed life. And, and it's so 
so wonderful to hear people that come in that had no vision, they really had no goals, were beat up, you know, think very little of themselves, start to start to get a vision in their mind that the future can be different and I'm going to live a positive life and good things happen to people that make the change. You know, in your own life, when you want to make a real change, let's say you let's say you want to get healthier and you want to lose a little weight. And so now we have all these diets out there. Which one should I pick? And then they, you settle on one, and there's always something new. Uh, I've come to the point where you got to work with what works for your body, but you got to start someplace. And so you have this d- decision: I'm going to get in better health. I'm going to drink water more. I'm not. I'm going to eat better, and I'm going to get some exercise. Well, that's a hard decision. And then how do you how do you work that decision? And many people on the New Year's Day, uh, one of their highlighted uh, resolution is to lose weight and to get healthier. And by week three or four, that's out the door. So you can you know that changing your life and making changes in your life are very very hard. And so when people come in, men, women, and children, when they come in one of our centers. Uh, and they start applying the principles that we teach them, the classes they go to, parenting classes, education classes. They have their counseling. They got their groups. Uh, they have finance classes, how to budget you know, their money when they get out of the program, how to find a job, how to keep a job, you know, and how to, how to juggle a life with children. I mean, they get exposed to a lot of skills and a lot of trainings, but they have to take advantage of that. And you know, they could simply just go through the program. Some of them do, unfortunately. Attend the classes, don't really apply themselves, stay their time, get a job, go out, get an apartment, get a place to stay, and then they relapse. And you say, why did they relapse? Because they really didn't apply themselves. You or I, we start something, and we could almost call it a relapse. You know, you go out, you say, I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to lift some iron, I'm going to do some treadmill, I'm going to do some walking, whatever it is, and then you don't do it. And other things uh, get in front of it, and then you don't do it, and then it just becomes undone. Well, that's exactly what can happen when people come to us for help. You know, they know what to do, they've been exposed to it, they just don't apply themselves, and uh, they end up in the course of uh, the cycle of homelessness. And, uh, and we're trying to break that cycle with all that we do. And we can't do it without our partners in the community. I am so grateful, I am so thankful for everyone that's given a dime, that's given an article of clothing, that's come out and volunteered, served in our kitchen. We can't do it without you. I mean, it really is that to that point. We'd have to shut down some of our services if we didn't have the help of the community. And one way you can get involved, especially uh, during this fall season, is our Pack the Pantry food drive. You can go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry, and it will tell you the items that we're looking for. We actually will send you out the old-fashioned brown paper bags with the items that you can put into it. We're looking for non-perishable items, but this year, I believe, we're also going to have the ability to take turkeys and hams and so on. And uh, you will send them out to you, and you can pack them up with goods. You know, go to your local supermarket, your favorite supermarket, and look for the BOGOs. You know, the buy one, get one free, and get a can for yourself and a can for somebody else in need. And for small small amounts of items, if you do a few bags, then we'd we prefer for you to help us out, save us some gas money, and drop them off at one of our many locations in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. But if you do a big drive and you've got a flyer on a box, maybe you're a church or a school or a synagogue or a place of business or wherever, a condominium association has done them, put big boxes out there and people are filling up those boxes, we will be very happy to come out and um, – 
pick them up. And of course, the, an, an easy way is to just give us financial help. And they do that by caringplace.org slash hope. For $2.10, you'll be sponsoring a meal and you figure it out, $21, $42, and maybe you can give $1,000. Well, God bless you again. Thank you for listening today. This is about good news. I pray you've been encouraged and stay tuned next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for another Mission Possible program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.